Hello listeners, before diving into today's episode, I wanted to share a few ways you can go deeper with the ideas I talk about in this podcast and support my work. The first is my book, The Pathless Path, which many of you have probably already heard about, but if you haven't purchased it already, I really think you'll love it. The second is The Pathless Path Community, which I just opened up as a one-time pay-what-feels-right access fee. And in that group, you can meet hundreds of other people from around the world on unconventional paths like me. Finally, I'm working on a second book tentatively called Good Work, which is going to explore my deeper relationship with work and how that led to a lot of the transformations in my life. You can follow along in my newsletter, Pathless, which you can also find a link to that in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. Without further ado, let's dive into the show. The Pathless Path by Paul Millard Part 1. The Default Path Chapter 1. Introduction I was extremely nervous. As the teacher of my semester-long Chinese class called my name, my heart started to race. I took a deep breath and began. I shared the story of quitting my job, deciding to move to Taiwan, meeting the woman who would become my wife, starting an online business, and living in five different countries. It was the first time I had shared my story in another language, and as I finished, a calmness swept over my body. It was the end of a three-month period, where I had felt completely alive, spending my time learning, creating, solving problems, and spending time exploring Taipei with my wife. This would have been unimaginable to me five years earlier, when I lived in New York City. I was single, spending my time at work, eating out, partying with friends, dating, and constantly plotting ways to work less or escape work altogether. I was working at a consulting firm making nearly $200,000 a year and working on projects for some of the most recognizable CEOs in the world. I was successful and on my way to being even more successful. This was the end result of an obsessive focus on getting ahead in my 20s. It's a state familiar to many. Study hard, get good grades, get a good job. Then put your head down and keep going, indefinitely. This is what I call the default path. Growing up, I thought making $100,000 a year made someone rich. When I made that amount for the first time at 27, I felt like I had more than I could ever need. Yet I opted into an identity that didn't accept such complacency. Everyone around me was always moving forward towards the next achievement. Chasing achievements is what brought me to that New York City job working with CEOs, the final one before I decided to quit. Most mornings I came into the office and sat there, struggling to start my day. I watched the people pass my desk and wondered if they felt the same stuckness as I did. Eventually, I would start my work, helping company boards assess their senior executives to see who the next CEO of the company should be. I read through feedback reports from people throughout the company and created summarized reports of each executive's strengths and weaknesses. We like to think that once we make it, we can finally be ourselves. But based on who the company selected, it was clear that the longer people stay at a company, the higher odds that they would become what the company wanted. I realized I did not want that to happen to me. In a 10-year period, I worked for five companies and spent two years in grad school. I moved from job to job, 
convinced the next stop was always the final stop. My restlessness was easy to hide because my path was filled with impressive names and achievements. And when you're on such a path, no one asks, why are you doing this? It took me a while to recognize this blind spot and have the courage to start asking myself those kinds of deeper questions in a serious way, which led me to walk away. Scratch that. Run away. I even gave back a $24,000 signing bonus and missed out on a $30,000 bonus if I had been able to stick it out for another nine months. I left with the intention to become a freelance consultant. But soon enough, that story started to show its cracks as well. It didn't take me long to realize I had been on a path that wasn't mine, and to find a new way forward, I would need to step into the unknown. About a year into this journey, I stumbled upon a phrase which helped me take a deep breath. It was the idea of a pathless path, something I found in David White's book, The Three Marriages. To White, a pathless path is a paradox. We cannot even see it as there, and we do not recognize it. To me, the pathless path was a mantra to reassure myself I would be okay. After spending the first 32 years of my life always having a plan, this kind of blind trust in the universe was new, scary, and exciting. White says that when we first encounter the idea of a pathless path, we are not meant to understand what it means. To me, however, it meant everything. The pathless path is an alternative to the default path. It is an embrace of uncertainty and discomfort. It's a call to adventure in a world that tells us to conform. For me, it's also a gentle reminder to laugh when things feel out of control and trusting that an uncertain future is not a problem to be solved. Ultimately, it's a new story for thinking about finding a path in life. As the world continues to change and technology reshapes our lives, the stories we use to navigate life become outdated and come up short. People are starting to feel the disconnect between what we've been told about how the world works and what they experience. You work hard but get laid off anyway. You have the perfect life on paper but no time to enjoy it. You retire with millions in the bank but no idea what to do with your time. The pathless path has been my way to release myself from the achievement narrative that I had been unconsciously following. I was able to shift away from a life built on getting ahead and towards one focused on coming alive. I was able to grapple with the hard questions of life, the ones we try so hard to ignore. And I was able to keep moving when I realized that the hardest questions often don't have answers. One of the biggest things the pathless path did for me was help me reimagine my relationship with work. When I left my job, I had a narrow view of work and wanted to escape. On the pathless path, my conception expanded, and I was able to see the truth that most people, including myself, have a deep desire to work on things that matter to them and bring forth what is inside them. It is only when we cling to the logic of the default path that we fail to see the possibilities for making that happen. I had been following a formula for life that was supposed to guarantee happiness. It didn't. Confusion kept me on a path that wasn't mine for more than 10 years. Along the way, I learned how to play the game of success and achievement, but never paused to find out what I really wanted. I found myself in rooms surrounded by business leaders and didn't quite fit in. I was in the wrong rooms, asking the wrong questions about how to live. 
Hey all, thanks for listening to the episode. I really appreciate the support and especially always love when people reach out letting me know what they think about the specific episodes. If you want to go deeper into Pathless Path World, you can of course check out my book. It's sold. It's going to hit 50,000 soon. I think by the time you're hearing this, it will probably have already sold 50,000, which is mind-blowing. But I continue all the support of people that buy and share the book. If you want to meet others on Pathless Paths, I have a community, which you can find at pathlesspath.com membership, and you can join and meet hundreds of others around the world trying to make sense of weird paths and meeting others along the way. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a good day.